2: Original plans for that incredible WrestleMania main event have been revealed. Plus, an AEW star is snubbed by WWE. And we crowned a new champion on NXT last night. We'll talk about it for Wednesday, April the 14th, 2021. This is your Cultaholic Wrestling News.
1: The WWE Universe simply inciting Roman Reigns. Raising the ire. Brian is up. Brian is through the pit. Ryan is done. Spear! It's a spear! Reigns off the steps, and again, absolute wreckage at ringside.
2: snippets of that phenomenal WrestleMania 37 Night 2 main event. Roman Reigns, Edge and Daniel Bryan left it all in the ring that night. And since then, a few original plans have surfaced about that match. Now, it was always going to be at least Edge versus Roman Reigns the decision to add Daniel Bryan to that match according to Fightful was a discussion for well over a month before it actually happened it was only finalized about around about Fastlane probably the week of Fastlane where we had Daniel Bryan losing quick order to Roman Reigns and uh, then it was okay, we'll make it a triple threat, and from there we will go. Uh, Fightful give us some details on this match as well. They say WrestleMania's night two main event featured an awful lot of story, and as is the case of most Roman Reigns-related creative, we're told that Paul Heyman was instrumental in orchestrating it. Whilst Michael Hayes was the producer of the match, Paul Heyman was also there in a consultancy role to steer it in certain directions. Uh, We also informed that Roman Reigns going over and becoming the the winner at the end of the night was the plans since very early on in the angle. However, wrestlingnews.co have wrote the following. Over the weekend, we noted that Vince McMahon's idea to close out WrestleMania was to send the fans home happy. We're told last week there were people in the company pushing for Edge to win the Universal Championship by pinning Daniel Bryan. This would therefore set up a singles rematch between Roman Reigns and Edge at the next pay-per-view or sometime during the summer. The plans changed. And Roman Reigns was booked to pin Edge and Daniel Bryan at the same time. So we very nearly, not only nearly had a one-on-one with Edge and Roman Reigns, but we almost had Edge having a Universal Championship run. I doubt he would have kept the belt that long, because I think Roman Reigns is doing some of the best work of his career, and I'm, I'm, I don't mind him losing. My friend Adam put out a tweet that has genuinely made me think, because he said, imagine if five years ago, You'd have told wrestling fans that in the main event of WrestleMania, Roman Reigns was going to pin Edge and Daniel Bryan at the same time. You'd have been livid. But this actually felt like completely the right decision, and it was treated with the respect that it deserved. If you haven't watched that amazing main event yet, you I encourage you to do so. It was genuinely in one of the best WrestleMania main events has ever been. Gen- genuinely. Genuinely. <laughs>
1: availability for this show tonight. We'll pay $20, hopefully, for the privilege to see you guys do what you have done for three and a half years. Thank Terry Funk for all he's done for this company, for help putting us on the map, for being unselfish in selfish times, for taking the young guys and showing them a better way. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right, we're too extreme, we're too wild, we're too out of control, we're too full of our own shit, or we have a chance to say, hey, fuck you, you're wrong, fuck you, we're right, because you have all made it to the dance,
2: because believe me, this is the dance. The show. WWE marked the anniversary of Barely Legal, where that rousing speech from Paul Heyman you just heard came from. 24 years ago this week, ECW made it to the dance and they were holding their first pay-per-view, Barely Legal. They put out a tweet uh, which tagged some of the people involved, including Paul Heyman, Rob Van Dam, Lance Storm, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. Taz, who was featured in a match against Sabu on that night, wasn't referenced at all. And he put out a quote retweet to say, if you're going to do the typical rewrite history in WWE eyes and not acknowledge or tag me a main event of the show, then edit me out of the video clip. You don't need to advertise me for your subscription model. A little jibe there, possibly towards the idea of WWE getting Chris Jericho on Broken Skull Sessions. Taz a bit annoyed that he got left off of the uh, the tweet for Barely Legal 97. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile,
1: we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: now whilst he didn't dismiss the idea of her returning to wrestling I get the vibe again. so he was chatting to Up Rocks and he was asked about like Returning to wrestling and matches he'd like to have, and he said, quote, I think the right combination could maybe be figured out, but it's also not for me to figure out. It's not my world anymore. I'm certainly not Hulk Hogan, where I'm going to show up somewhere and like, no, this is how it's going to be. The wrestling world doesn't necessarily need CM Punk, and that's absolutely fine. Everyone seems to be doing great. I don't know. It's like flavors of ice cream. I walk into an ice cream shop one time. And I'm like, oh, that seems like a good flavor. Give me two scoops of that. It's just got to be the right time, the right place and the right situation. He goes on to say, from a creative mind standpoint, stepping back and looking at the landscape of everything, there are people in WWE that I have wrestled before that maybe in a certain situation could be interesting. There's also the business side of things. What's the biggest possible match for CM Punk? I think there's Kenny Omega on the one side. You know, unfortunately, ironically enough, for me to go back to WWE, who's the biggest match for me? It's probably Triple H. That's ironic because it's nothing I'm interested in. It's just what it is. Am I going to be a businessman and say, that's the match? That's the big money match? Well, it's not my money, so it's not for me to say. CM Punk, no doubt getting the internet stirring today by dropping in the idea of CM Punk versus Kenny Omega and CM Punk versus Triple H. Speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez has explained that Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are not in the good books at the moment. And they say, according to uh, what they've heard backstage, they are very low on the totem pole in the eyes of one Vince McMahon. Uh, they actually state that Vince McMahon is done with Alexander and Benjamin, which is so gutting because I've really loved the stuff the Hurt Business did with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in it. And the idea of them just being quietly pushed away is a loss to the tag division, a tag division that really needs tag teams. Why we can't get behind them at this point, I just do not know. Andrade's first post-WWE appearance has been announced. He's going to be at the Wrestling Guy store in Huntington Park, California on Sunday, May the 2nd. So you can meet him, uh, get yourself $80 package tickets, which include two autographs, a photo op with a printout and priority entrance. There's only 60 of these, so you've got to get them quickly. Uh, there's other tariffs as well. Uh, tickets now on sale via thewrestlingguysstore.com. wrestlingguystore.com. <laughs> A WWE Hall of Famer is launching a new podcast. Jeff Jarrett's My World is going to go into detail on his life and times in professional wrestling. This is a guy that's worked for every major promotion pretty much and even started his own promotion as well. Conrad Thompson will be hosting it. And that is the right call to make Conrad, possibly the podcast godfather in the world of wrestling right now like seriously the amount of podcasts on adfreeshows.com i can highly recommend dropping like nine dollars a month for adfreeshows.com for the breadth of stuff that you get from conrad and now adding jeff jarrett to it it's good times few notes from last night's Tuesday night NXT. That's how things go from now on. We're going to see the debut of Saree next week. It was revealed that the former Sendai Girl star will step into an NXT ring for the very first time in seven days' time. Also, we could see Roderick Strong heading up to the main roster as it was last night on NXT that he handed his resignation in to William Regal. This is following the fallout from the Undisputed Era. He doesn't want to be a part of NXT anymore with all that going on. So he has left NXT, it seems. And this could possibly lead to a surprise call-up for Roderick Strong. I don't know where he would land, where he would truly fit. And my brain is kind of going, maybe he could be the guy that revolutionizes 205 Live. And I know that seems like a waste of a talent like Roderick Strong. I'm just trying to think... I worry if you put him on SmackDown or Raw, he would get lost in the shuffle there. I feel like give him 205 Live, it's a brand that you could probably build around him. It's just it's just a thought. Although if he's handed his notice to NXT, does that mean he can't do 205 Live? because it's for the NXT Cruiserweight title? I'm not sure. But either way, potentially getting a call up is our boy Roddy. And we have ourselves a new champion in NXT as well. The first Tuesday night show in many, many years saw Kushida, answering the open challenge from Santos Escobar for a title match and defeating Escobar to become the new cruiserweight champion. The former six-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion has won his first title in WWE. And we will talk all about what went down on Tuesday night's NXT on the last ever episode of of nxt graded that'll be on the cultaholic youtube channel a little later on today right now on the youtube channel you can watch our cultaholic reactions to wrestlemania night one including this glorious moment when tamina got the pin in that tag team turmoil match to say ross was delighted is an understatement 10 years in the making everybody is it 11 no it might be 11 years 11 years whatever it is a long time in the making but finally my best pal tamina who doesn't even know it well. She follows me on Twitter, so I guess she might know who I am. But that's besides the point, we're going tonight two? the Tamina train. It pulls out the station, and Nia and Shayna, there is no, I repeat, no stopping it. Look at this, we're doing all this stuff. Hey, get on the Tamina train. I can't believe that's happened. Thank you, Natty, for that WrestleMania moment. Our reactions to WrestleMania night one, now on the YouTube channel. Expect our reactions to WrestleMania night two, later on tonight meanwhile across the rest of the day here twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic uh, it is you and i playing legend of zelda ocarina of time from two o'clock today british summertime i said greenwich Mean meantime earlier i meant british summertime i keep getting the two mixed up uh, so it's you and i and we'll play a bit of legend of zelda we will continue the journey of dickhead through the world of the weird musical pasty i'm excited to see you there at two o'clock british summertime today and jack and owen are back playing football manager from 6 bst tonight as well the careers of cultaholic fc are in their very capable hands on a brand new episode of desert island graps i am joined by canadian wrestling journeyman and former star of the cruiserweight classic tyson dukes we talk about his training at the heart dungeon we talk about his plans post-COVID to get back into the wrestling scene, and also a really interesting discussion about the use of the word Mark.
1: Wrestling fans now know what they're getting into, so I hate the term Mark because you're not a mark uh, anymore anymore. That's, that's an old school term used on a carnival as a pigeon or a mark. That person, I can take their money. That's what a mark is. You don't take fans money anymore. They know exactly what they're buying. They're not betting on a, on a, a wrestling event, saying that Will Osprey is going to beat Ricochet because he's got, his knees are good and stuff like that. It's no longer a gambling fe- uh, event. Or it's not one thing that you would try to put your money and try to get in the ring with a hooker anymore it's it is not no there's i hate the term mark they're like it's overused it's overdone and like people don't understand you're the mark if you're calling people a mark you're the mark because you don't understand the term anymore right so uh in this case most wrestlers Uh, A new generation that is coming up that has not been taught by the older generation, they've been taught by people that have failed in business, that have started schools so that they could run in the business. That's stiff and brutal, but it's true. We've lost a lot in our business uh, with the ideology and how how this business is done because of it. Um, But the, the term mark should be reserved for the wrestlers themselves
2: hear from Tyson Dukes later today on the Cultaholic podcast feed. And if you want the latest on the fallout from WrestleMania 37, and if you'd like details on more match cha- matches that were changed ahead of WrestleMania week, you can find out more at cultaholic.com. Plus, we've added a brand new quiz to the website asking you to name every ECW World Heavyweight Champion. I'll give you a little help, a little starter to help. The last one was Ezekiel Jackson. Go do what you will at Cultaholic.com, and I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.